0: You are listening to Matter of Theology, a podcast production that deals with church and cultural issues from a biblical standpoint. We stand firm on the sufficiency of scripture, hitting every topic with an open Bible and the boldness to say things that others are afraid to. And now, here's the host of Matter of Theology, Chris Huff.
1: Okay, welcome everyone. This is kind of a special episode. This is not what we normally do. Uh, Wednesday night, most people are in church mid-service. Uh, I'm Andrew Rapwort from Striving for Attorney Ministries. I'm joined by Chris Huff uh, and Drew Von something or other. I can never pronounce it. Nada. <laughs> it's not Needy. important. Yeah. It's not important. But uh, from the Matter of Theology podcast. So let, let us... Just give you guys a quick rundown of what we're doing here tonight what the plan is and i'm going to hand it over to chris so chris had has been in in discussions if you see the description here uh, of the show um, a pastor james coates has uh, was basically threatened with arrest uh, for having church services he uh, then they put out a uh, arrest warrant for him and what ended up happening is what we're going to talk about tonight uh secret hearings not letting anyone know where they're moving him to and then him having to remain in jail until he gives up pastoring he must stop being a pastor to be let out of jail um that's what we're going to talk about tonight and so th- this is really uh striving fraternity slash you know, my podcast rap report and matter of theology but Chris, you've been following this very closely. I know that yeah. I listen to Matter of Theology. I know that surprises you. Um, <laughs> I understand. I'm I am that listener. Now you know who it is. Um, <laughs> the One download we get. Right. Right. Yes, <laughs> yes.
0: Every other week. <laughs> Yes,
1: um, for, yeah, for those video for just real quick for those who are yeah. watching on video. I mean, this was set up kind of quickly, yeah. and and I wasn't uh, clearly I wasn't given the dress code. All right, just <laughs> for everyone watching, Chris and Drew did not give me the dress code here and let me know. You know, this is a, a you know a, a collared event. I'm sorry,
2: but. <laughs> Well, well, uh, c- can I just say, uh, you know, if I I'm, I'm, I'm traveling for work um, this week, if if I would have had, though, uh, a, a BB uh, one to, to wear, I would wear one right now <laughs> in, in honor of, uh, of Pastor Coates. Uh, so uh, James and Aaron refer to me as Chris BB one. Um, so, and, and what's fun is I I told her, I was like, that, that was actually Drew's BB one that I was wearing at the cruciform yeah. conference. So, um,
0: I let Chris borrow it. I said, man, yeah, you're, I- you're speaking at your first conference. <laughs> I will let you wear my BB one.
2: Yes. Yes. Uh, so I wore it, I, I wore it, uh, wore it proudly. Um, so, and, and, and we'll, we'll mention
1: for folks who are watching, we're going to be putting up comments. There is. Yeah. Uh, there there are instructions on how to get, get your name to show up so it doesn't say Facebook user. <laughs> um, right. if you're watching on Facebook, if you're on if you're on uh, YouTube, no problem. We we can see and say hello. But here's a Facebook user. It says secret hearings. That yeah. sounds a bit like the trial of
2: Jesus. LOL. Right. Yikes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so just kind of some background, um, uh, and I'm just going to read, actually, I pulled up my notes from our last episode of Matter of Theology entitled, uh, Training for Persecution. Um, And and this is what what had been going on um, at at Grace Life Church there in Edmonton. Um, and, And this is what I wrote. I just said on January 29th, 2021, it was reported that Grace Life Church in Edmonton, Canada was ordered to close its doors to the public after defying the rules for gathering because of covid issued by the Canadian government. Uh, Pastor James Coates is the lead pastor at Grace Life and is a dear brother and whose bride Aaron is a friend of Matter of Theology. Um, Alberta Health Services issued a work order back on December 17th that did the following, quote, "Uh, the Alberta Health Service or AHS for short uh, order directed the church to immediately ensure congregants were wearing face coverings when in the building, ensure members of different households keep at least two meters apart. Provide AHS, that's kind of a tongue twister, uh, with information about the building's capacity and not to exceed the limit of a 15% total capacity at any one time. The December work order also required a relaunch plan template to be filled out. Outlining all activities that take place in the church, including meetings and other gatherings, details of risk mitigation measures to be implemented to prevent the transmission of COVID-19 and the process by which they will monitor the number of people inside the church, period, close quote. Then, on Sunday, January 21st, 2021, health officials went and inspected the church during their Lord's Day gathering and noted the following violations. More than 290 people attending the church on January uh, uh, 21st, in excess of the 15% total operational occupancy load as per the Alberta Fire Code. Uh, they were standing room only, by the way. Let me pause there to say that. Um, Aaron, Aaron, let me know that that since this has gone on, uh, since the Alberta Health Services And the I think it's the RHCP uh, there in Edmonton have drilled down and trying to make an example out of Grace Life and Pastor Coates Um, at no request of theirs. uh, People have been coming Uh, health or health officials, officers of the law are coming and getting saved Uh, Because of what's happening there. And um, uh, so I'll keep going. But yeah, they've been standing room only. Um, Church attendees, staff volunteers were observed unmasked in the church lobby and the sanctuary. It appeared that church attendees, staff volunteers were not maintaining at least two meters uh, physical distancing from other households. And the relaunch plan template had not been submitted. So on Friday, January 29th, the government ordered Pastor Pastor Coates to close the church to the public immediately, including all his congregation, church members, and attendees. And uh, and then I I, I quoted what Aaron uh, what Aaron is, had sent to me with her permission, uh, Amen, Carlos. I could not agree more with that statement, sir. Well, you got to read the statement when you do that. But yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. He said people on your podcast don't more read pastors, what, you know, wait, what's up?
1: Pe- people on your podcast won't read what
2: is oh, right, on the screen, right? right? Yeah, because we're gonna yeah turn this into <laughs> a podcast episode. Hello, Um, Carlos. Uh, Carlos said this. He said if only more pastors would have this courage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this, and then let me add that, that, that resolve. And I wholeheartedly agree with you. Uh, but this is what Erin told me um, when I was preparing for the for the podcast episode. She said, "Quote: Our men have a weighty task ahead of them. What is so hard for me is all the hurting sheep from all over Edmonton who have come to Grace Life Church because they are starving, weak, and wounded. Unbelievers arriving, needing hope." We are literally busting out of our building and they want to restrict us to 15%. And I just, I, I sent a message back to her and said, hey, we are praying. We're, you know, uh, please tell James that we we love him. We are praying for him and thankful for him. And, and she responded, she said, thank you. Uh, thank you so much, brother. Uh, it appears that an order, uh, that in the order that it is a voluntary closure, even citing in the article that our health services and RCMP, there it is. Uh, We'll be there this Sunday to see if we're complying. We think this means we should be okay to meet. I'm in awe of the Lord. The courts have not followed through as of yet with their threats. They said James would be charged this week. Now they're saying he would be summoned next week if we don't close this Sunday. Each Sunday we gather is a true gift. We're praying for another facility. If they lock us out, the Lord is working. I'm so encouraged by all the responses and people being encouraged to pursue Christ more fully. Uh, What more could we ask for? so many unbelievers coming. We're literally busting out of our facility. I'll let James know. Thank you again. We sure need the prayer and period close quote there. Um, you know, so, um, uh, and then a Facebook user just said, uh, uh I, I've no doubt this is soon to be in the U.S." I would agree with that. Um, so, so since then, uh, what, what what's transpired now? And, and Aaron and I have been in touch. James is not on social media. Um, and, uh, and, and, and so today, uh, and I've been, I've been following up and just letting her know, Hey, we're praying for you guys. Let us know if you need anything. Um, and she's been keeping me up to date as far as, you know, each week. Um, and, and this past Sunday they met, uh, again, uh, I mean, literally busting at the seams and, um, pastor James preached an excellent sermon if you have not heard it you are missing out um, it is uh, it is entitled quote directing government to its duty close quote and it is an excellent exposition of Romans 13 1 through 7 uh, James does a great job as would be expected uh, as he is a graduate of the master seminary um, but uh, 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 you know of, of, of talking about what what the government's duty is and then how we as believers, yes, we're called to be obedient and we can be both obedient to Christ and commit civil disobedience at the same time. And, and how we do that is by when we commit that civil disobedience, that we quietly, humbly accept the consequences that are coming our way. The government can act however they feel like they should. They will be held accountable to the Lord. Um excellent go 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 listen to it. So um another facebook user said that they'd burn us at the stake if they could. Um yeah that, that that's happened throughout church history. Um study church history. Uh st- study it. it 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 clearly shows that. Um so uh so so since then uh, I I asked Aaron, you know, uh yesterday, hey how how are things, you know, how are things going and and this was the update she sent to me today. She said this quote, and I, and I've posted this on my my on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. But um, she it's said it has made its rounds. It has made its rounds. It's uh, it has been retweeted and quoted over a thousand times. It's uh, thankfully, um, and um, and, and and awareness is being brought to it. A hashtag, uh, a hashtag, uh, pray for James Coates has started, um, and um, uh, so, so, uh, so yeah, it's. Uh, th- th- this is what, uh, this is what, um, she said to me today. Um, Hey brother, uh, here is James update. I'm sorry for the copy and paste. Uh, she said, quote, uh, James has been in isolation in a cell block since yesterday morning. His hearing did not go, didn't go very well. The crown went for the jugular. Uh, the JP, uh, says, uh, says he didn't want to detain him. He wasn't interested in making a martyr of him. He could walk, listen to this, if he just sets aside his God-given pastoral duties, but he can't do that. He has a hearing today to set a court date for his charges. It's very possible they will they will remand him until his court case. The crown has called him a danger to the health and safety of Albertans. May God have mercy on our nation. I read to my children, the work that the Lord is doing in, in, in the peoples though. So, so I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me read that again. Um, I I read to my children, the work the Lord is doing in peoples through James so they can see the sacrifice of their father is not in vain. Mm -hmm. My prayer is that men will stand They can't see that if they shut us down on this issue, they will shut us down on any issue they deem to be a, quote, danger to the health and safety of Albertans. So then uh, maybe an hour later, she sent me another message. And it says this, quote, my heart is broken. They tried him in secret. The officers lied to us and told us he wasn't there. They tried to hide him and sneak him out the back door. In the providence of God, one of our men was there. The officer only allowed him to to tell him that he loved him and were here with him. They pulled him away. They have remanded him as our lawyer seeks the appeal. The conditions of his release are that, and I quote, he would not pastor anymore. And she said, I cannot visit him. I asked her permission to share this and she said, and I quote, yes, share, get it out. This is so evil.
1: Okay, so I'm going to bring in, we have a a guest, I think he's in his car, but none other than Mr. Carl Hargrove, who is here. Welcome, Carl.
3: Hello there. How are you doing?
1: Good. Good. We're glad that you were able to jump in even from the car.
3: Yes, sir. I'm traveling the, the wide open spaces of Southern California highways hardly anyone around me (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and you're
1: probably snow free (laughs) unlike
3: us (laughs) yes indeed um boy i am i I just got in on the call and heard the the letter from uh, the updates from james wife and heartbroken i was on the phone call earlier with mike hovland Mm. and my connection to both men has to do with the the master seminary and also grace community church yeah mike hoblin and the ministry that i oversee at grace church grace advance he is one of our uh he's in our grace advance network there in lacrete alberta mm. a beautiful area which i've visited before and hope to go back again once we get out of this COVID environment and i actually spoke to mike it could have been mentioned already mike was actually driving down about seven hours um, from La Crete to go to Edmonton to speak with the elders and um, actually now think they would be in their meeting now discussing their next steps um, in ministry. And at Grace Community Church, uh, our men are aware of it and it will be a, a point of discussion in our elders meeting uh, this, well, actually tomorrow evening. Hmm. And, and surely we'll be praying for them and we thought about at least we've offered Mike some counsel on what they might do next. And even if it comes to other arrests taking place and how we may be of a, of a support to them. And I'll hold that close to my chest until we think that through a little bit more and, and make it public. But um, we are definitely supportive uh, of them and what is happening there. Uh, when I saw the, the tweet, and then even got the information from Mike Hovland, who, although he's in La Crete, is still an elder there at Grace Life Church. Um, and I saw this image, although I didn't see it, it was so clear in my mind of a man who is cuffed uh, in his ankles and in his wrist yeah. as if he is some serial murderer that we must accost at it, it, it sort of every expense lest he go and do damage to others. Right. The, the, the image is just repulsive, really.
2: Yes,
1: sir. Yeah, that was, that was the thing when I heard that from Chris. I was just shocked that, yeah. like, he's such a threat to society that they have to, you know, not just handcuffs, but ha- when, when he, he turned himself in, and mm-hmm. yet he's such a threat that they have to cuff his ankles.
3: Oh, yeah, to cuff his ankles? I mean, this is just, uh, it's just ludicrous that they would take some steps as if, what is he going to do? He's turned himself in. He's yeah. a preacher of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. He is trying to save lives.
2: Mm-hmm. That's right.
3: And you treat him as if he's one that's seeking to take lives. Yes, sir. Um, how unfortunate. But this is the spirit of the age. And, yes, sir. And this goes beyond, for right now, uh, it, 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 at least in my opinion It goes beyond the debate of Should they gather, should they not Obviously some churches have decided not to gather Some are just um, Having virtual Meetings right. But how do you handle a man of God This way Why would you do that Unless there is something That is even undergirding I believe the policies And restrictions um, That you have in place it, this is justifiable. I don't understand it. Well, I do and I don't. So, yes, yeah,
2: yeah, sir. Yeah, Pastor Hargrove, I, I, I could not agree with you more, sir. I, I you know, it's, it's the, the offense. You know, uh, and, and, and he was so crystal clear in his sermon on Sunday um, about what, what the intent is. Um, and, and he, and he even said, he said, I, I don't care if we're being persecuted. I'm not doing this because I'm not saying we're going to gather because of persecution. I'm sure. saying we are going to gather because we have a mandate and a command from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to gather together. And so that's what I'm going to do. Uh, and he went on to say, he's like, I'm not a faith leader. I'm, I'm an ambassador of the Lord Jesus Christ sent from heaven with a message of light in the gospel. And 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 you know I, I think back to of course where where you are with with Doctor MacArthur and he said all sure. the time that the gospel is an offense and and sure. to hear that you are a sinner and you must oh the R word repent of <laughs> yeah. uh, of your sin it, it it's offensive and they're they're seeking to make an example.
3: Well, I think so. It's it, it surely is with the means that they've taken. They want to make some statement to place the fear of men and others right Mm -hmm. and he's an example at this point of that
1: you know one of the things that i noticed i did a quick search and i see a number of mosques that are open now i don't you know for anyone in the edmonton area i i would challenge you to go friday and and check out the mosques i know when when this whole covid thing started and they were shutting down churches in new jersey i actually drove on friday to uh, some mosques and parking lots were full Yes. They had no problem with it. Um, there seems to be a bunch of other places that can have 50% capacity, 100% capacity. Right. You know, it's just the church that they're limiting to ridiculous numbers. You know, Pastor Carl, you had over at Grace Community Church when it was first opening, a, a, a seating that could seat, uh, I believe it's 3,000. Yes. And, and you were 30, told that you can yeah. only have 100? <laughs>
3: Yes, 100.
1: You know, that's a little bit more than six feet.
3: <laughs> yeah. In what sense does that make? There's such inconsistency in the application of it. You know, had they said, uh, say, for instance, you're, you can see 3,500. Um, surely you can, let's have 800 or 1,000 in there. That will give you proper distance.
1: Oh. Well, he is driving. Yeah.
3: <laughs> but no, not not at all.
1: Yeah, here's here's someone that's saying they get they got the bars open. Yeah. You know, it, it it is interesting how how the government is using this to choose to pick and choose which businesses can stay open and and how they can they're targeting it seems at least in the states we've seen them targeting churches and synagogues, but it's not an equal standard. Right.
3: No. No, it's not. And we should Expected, I think, that this would occur. Um, and think about it the body, within the church body, there's division over this because obviously certain churches have made a decision to do otherwise. Um, and we're not here to debate that at this point. Um, a part of it is they've made a decision as an entire body together. Um, so that they can worship their God, but again, the treatment is is not commensurate to the crime. It, it, it isn't. So the question is, why this sort of treatment? And I, and I think it's what's underlying it is, I believe, and this is surely just an opinion. Um, perhaps is it a hatred for the gospel message itself?
0: Yes,
1: I sir. think so. Yes yeah i mean i think i think that i think i actually think that this is they've been wanting to do this for the longest time many and now now they they're using COVID. someone someone had commented about that that they're using COVID as as an ends you know a means Mm -hmm. to an end the the end is they want to get rid of the gospel and and they're using this as oh you don't care about people's health
2: I, well, and and yeah, no, I, I, they're using COVID as the vehicle to, to do exactly what Jesus said in John 15. Um, if the world hates you, you know, it has hated me before it hated you. Yes. And uh, verse 19, if you were of the world, the world would love its own. But because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world because of this, the world hates you. And uh, the, the message of offense. And, and so they're using the vehicle of the pandemic sure. to do so. Yeah.
1: So so let me ask this. We have a Facebook user that asks a question. And, you know, Carl, I'd love to get your input here. Sure. The question is, what should Christians, especially Canadian Christians, do in light of the recent event? It, it's kind of frightening to think that this is happening right in my home and native land. Yeah.
3: At least for me, the call's breaking up a bit.
1: Okay. So the, the, the question the question that was asked was basically, what should Christians do, especially Canadian Christians, in, in light of these events?
3: Well, um, they should follow their spiritual leadership, but that's also hoping that their spiritual leadership will make decisions based on biblical convictions.
0: Mm. Yep.
3: Um, I want to be careful in saying because Grace Community Church has made this decision that you must do the same. Someone, you need to understand this, even at Grace Community Church, we initially, um, we were not meeting face to face. That's right. We were not for months. And we made a decision to say what is really happening here and who has the ultimate authority over the church Mm -hmm. that authority has been given obviously through jesus christ and then through jesus christ to the elders and leaders of any local congregation and now we have to make a decision for our local congregation what is the best decision for us will we jeopardize our clear authority of jesus christ by not gathering And we had very engaging conversation amongst the elders over this issue. How do we apply um, our call to submit to authority? Um, Is this an example where we can disobey the authority? And obviously we drew a conclusion that it was. But people need to understand that that conclusion wasn't automatic, It involved us engaging with one another in considering the implications of Scripture and also the clear commands of Scripture as well. And I would say that for our brothers and sisters in Canada to go through that same process, um, that you have biblical convictions. And once you can arrive at those, then you make a decision, but at the same time be prepared for some consequences. Now we have had some brothers in other parts of the world where they were very strict. Um,
1: I don't know if we. Uh, brought,
3: oh, sorry. Let me see. Went out yep. there from it where there are very strict, um, very hard restrictions. That is, and they made a decision for a while to simply go underground, hmm. um, and that was their decision. We will gather but they decided to meet underground after they had been threatened that the next time they, they meet, because it was a different country, um, that they would be shut down. And that was their decision to make.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, but now what has happened since then, um, some of those restrictions have been lifted. And in part, because there are any number of churches throughout that country um, that were disobeying and the message Got to the highest powers in the country that this is wrong. You can't do this, mm-hmm. especially when malls are open, and right. bars are open,
1: right?
3: And other places are open. Had there been a, a universal application of it, perhaps we would consider it. But it's not. It's not a universal application.
1: Yeah, yeah. Not I mean, at I, all. I had I had real no. trouble here in the states when the churches were were shut down. Because it you know it would spread a virus, but then they had all these riots and protests, and they said that'll bring heal, that'll bring herd immunity. It it <laughs> it really it displayed the hypocrisy of what was going on. Yeah.
3: That- oh shoot, that's that's almost comical, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Sadly, comical, gentlemen. Um, I would love to talk with you more, but I've made it to my appointment, and and I have to bid you adieu. Um, may the lord bless the rest of your conversation and um let us all be praying for james and grace life church yes sir. that god will be honored through it yes, yes sir. sir we Pastor thank Harder, you that you could you, uh,
1: that you can make some time to join us we appreciate sure
3: that absolutely. thank you sure all right take care now you as well
1: you know chris let me ask you there's a question that's come up a couple of times here and that is um people are asking how we can help the family um, yeah. the, the, I'm trying to find the actual question so I could put it up, but it, the question is basically, is there a way to financially help this family to help, um, with their, I mean, obviously this is not going to be, uh, here it is, uh, Shelby for Christ said, how can, how can believers help this pastor slash family financially with legal fees and et cetera? Cause this is going to get mounting. Do you have yeah. something, do you know of anything that they've Started. I know we, we know that GoFundMe now doesn't let Christians like, actually raise funds. Um, they, they shut that down. But uh, <laughs> do they have anything set
2: up? Uh, I, I reached out to Erin to ask her that very question uh, just because I was asked that question on, on Twitter this afternoon. Um, and, and she said right now uh, they are good uh, financially. They're they are supported in every way. Um, their attorney is a solid attorney who is working pro bono. Wow. for the glory of God Amen. and for the edification and the building up of his bride. And so, um, I, I did ask that question. Um, and, uh, and, and so, uh, so, it, you know, should, should something like that, uh, come up? Um, I, I mean, we, we will absolutely, um, absolutely let everybody know. Um, definitely. So, but fa- fantastic question. Um, I, I would we- say this, One practical way that you can you can um, uh, bring some awareness and visibility uh, to this is the premier uh, of the of the the section of Edmonton that they are in uh, is on social media like most politicians are. Um, And and there have been numerous people who have asked him, uh, Jason Kinney is his name, um, you know, are, are you going to let this stand? This is not right. This is not OK. Uh, you know, shame, shame on you. Uh, God, God will judge you uh, for, for your actions. Um, and, and so, listen, I, I would say this. Let's and I want to be careful when I say this um yeah yeah i i saw i was flipping <laughs> yeah. the passage of the scripture that daryl uh that yeah I, I was gonna
1: read that because we, we look for folks who, who don't see what i just put up you know someone said strike the hammer b b3 daryl uh, Harrison is, is in the house um and daryl posted matthew 5 10 so let me just read that because look for folks who don't know daryl harrison ha- ha- wait have you had your head in the ground somewhere like where <laughs> you have you have been just <laughs> thinking podcast go subscribe and listen and then you'll know why we're like wondering where have you where have you been but, absolutely but daryl uh daryl had said uh matthew five ten, which says blessed are those who have been persecuted for the sake of righteousness for theirs is the kingdom of heaven come on come on
3: well A i tried getting him on i gave him the right. link i come
1: gave on. i gave him the link to say hey come on in because you know we want him more than just in the I would love,
2: I would love to know. I, I would and, just and look just Facebook user showing love, love, love Daryl and Virgil. that's right. There that's you right. right. Strike up that Hammond. If, so. if
0: there are two people who are exactly alike, it's Daryl and Chris, <laughs> and, and those two talk all the time. I know because Chris tells me. <laughs> Yeah, it,
2: we, 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 we do have a, a, a lot of conversations, but um, yeah, no, it, hey, listen, Daryl, Daryl spot on here and uh, b- blessed are those who are persecuted for for righteousness sake and uh, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So um, and, and, and that's evident by by what you've seen God do at Grace Life. That's evident by what you have seen um, through, through the views for James's sermons that have, that have, have, have shot through the roof. And he doesn't care about stuff like that. That's not what it's about. But, but let me say this, if, if you're going to suffer, if you are, we need to remember that when we are, I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. First Peter chapter two, verse 23. Oh, actually, let me back up. I'm, I'm going to back up uh, to verse 21. For you have been called for this purpose since Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example, an example for you and to to follow in his steps. Verse 22, who committed no sin, nor was any deceit found in his mouth. Verse 23, and while being reviled, he did not revile in return while suffering. He uttered no threats, but kept entrusting himself to the one who judges righteously so james has done this I, I mean he he's not standing up saying woe is me look at me i'm persecuted He has faithfully stood and said, I cannot and I will not go against the mandates and the commands found in the scriptures. He has stood faithfully and said, the government is overstepping its bounds. The government is reaching into a place and trying to assert authority where they have none. The Bible is the highest authority that we have. It is the written word of God. He has stood on that and said, I can do no other. Here I stand. And then he has now entrusted himself to the one who judges righteously. James, every he was arrested at the church a few weeks ago. Uh, and thankfully, the authorities did it behind the scenes in the office. He went out quietly. He didn't make a stink about it. He didn't stand up and say, look at me. He pointed to Christ. And then today, according to Aaron, when they said, all you have to do is recant and rescind your God-given mandate and call, that's all you got to do. We'll let you go. That's it. We're done. And he said, I can't. I cannot do that. I think of the words of Dr. Stephen Lawson when, when Dr. Lawson says, uh, and and I think he's quoting drew. You may have to help me out here, but he said, if you've been called to be a slave in the master's house, why would you stoop to be a King? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And quoting Spurgeon right there. Right. Right. Thank you. Thank you. And, and and that's it. And, And today, um, I'll have to pull it up, but Jeremiah Johnson, uh, man, again, if you're, if you're not following guys like Jeremiah Johnson, please, you're missing out. um, But he I don't know if I don't know if I'll be able to find it like on the spot just because there have been a lot of uh, interactions on Twitter today. Um, But he posted a quote um, from actually, I can probably find it pretty quick. Posted a quote from the book Final Word. um, And and it's uh, it's by Dr. John MacArthur. um, And I am scrolling. through. Okay, you
1: you scroll because we're going to we're going to bring the man into the house. Okay, I found it.
0: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, you've just been upstage. I mean, look, there's Daryl Harrison. Once, once you get him there, hey, there's my man, <laughs> the B three B free right now. Okay, that's what's, right. Going on, what's going on, gentlemen? Can you guys hear me? Yes, we can sir. hear you. Awesome, fantastic. Hey, 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 Andrew,
5: thanks for the invite, man.
1: Yeah, no, it would be good to get you know your thoughts on some of
5: this that's that's going on. You guys are a uh, welcome break from this course I'm taking at Princeton right now. So this is oh, yeah. this is much better than this. Is much better than this.
2: <laughs> uh, no so so the quote i found from from jeremiah just along those lines and then i'm, I'm going to turn it over to my brother uh daryl uh this is dr macarthur um he said uh, quote john bunyan the great puritan preacher and author of the pilgrim's progress remained in jail for 12 years but it wasn't the prison bars that held him there he could have walked free if he simply if he would simply promise to stop preaching sound familiar facing that option bunyan wrote quote if nothing will do unless i make of my conscience a continual butchery and slaughter shop unless putting out my own eyes i commit me to the blind to lead me i have determined the almighty god being my help and shield yet to suffer if frail life might continue so long, even until the moss shall grow on mine eyebrows, rather than thus to violate my faith and principles, period, close quote. That is conviction, Dr. MacArthur said.
1: Yeah, I mean, he stayed, he, he stayed in jail, and, and what did he end up doing while in there? He ended up writing something that is uh, right. the closest thing that you can have to being up to the Bible in, in, as far as a book being read it is the most read book outside of scripture, Mm -hmm. you know? And, and so he didn't just sit in jail and and say, well, I'll just sit here. He, he sat in jail because he refused to stop doing what he felt God called him to do, regardless of what government said. And he used that time for God's glory. Mm -hmm. That's right. Most people know of Bunyan because of Pilgrim's progress. And if folks haven't read that book, I I highly recommend it to you. Um, It it is something that it's just, it's, it is actually, from what I understand, it was the first book of its kind, as far as using allegory in the way that he did, mm-hmm. and it's a masterpiece. When you you, you look through that, and you read that book; it's it's scripture all over, yep. mm-hmm. everywhere. And so, here's a man who was being punished by the government, and he used it for God's glory. Yep. And and you know, my prayer is as long as they're going to hold Pastor James in in jail that uh he would find ways to use it for his glory it's i mean this thing has we've seen how god has used this as we've already talked about that their church is booming they're they're busting at the seams why because people want the truth this is the thing i wish more men that stand behind pulpits i don't know if i can call them pastors some i just don't but i wish more of these men that stood behind pulpits claiming to preach god's word would stand up and have this kind of conviction to say thus says the lord and not care what the government is going to do we yep. need more men like this we need more men that are willing to stand up take a stand on what god says and say god to god be the glory not my platform not what i can build to god be the glory mm-hmm. And, and that's why you see what's going on at Grace Life, that they're, they're bursting at the seams. Because you guys who sit behind pulpits realize there's a lot of Christians that want the truth. That's what we want at pulpits. We don't want this mamby-pamby feel-goodism. We want the truth of Scripture. That's what should be preached. And when you have people that do that, this is what happens.
0: That church is mobbed because people want the truth. Yeah. Now, if I could just say something about John Bunyan real quick. Well, we haven't Uh, let you say a word the entire show. I know. I I have been so Chris Chris gave me strict orders. Everyone else speak. But John Bunyan, he had a daughter that was blind, and it pained him to be away from her. Um, But to be imprisoned for preaching Christ, Mm -hmm. uh, he would not budge. Uh, no matter how much he pained to be away from his blind daughter, uh, and another resource I would also encourage people to go read is the letters of Samuel Rutherford. Yeah. Samuel Rutherford yeah. uh, was in prison for preaching the gospel as well, uh, and when you read his letters uh, from prison in Aberdeen, you'd never know that he was actually in prison. Uh, they're so warm, they're so full of hope. He says he he says I make my my prison my palace, and I feast with Christ every night. Hmm. So What you you got, D?
1: Yeah, I was going to say, so, Daryl, let's get you to weigh in on some of this and and with what's going on.
5: Man, I just have so many thoughts running through my head. I want to try to uh, not confuse you guys by trying to articulate them all. But let me just start with what my brother just said about Samuel Rutherford. You know, that's kind of one reason I was compelled to to comment that... uh, that you guys look at Matthew five ten because this is one of those paradoxes, right? For lack of a better word, for the church, for believers, in that what the world may see as a you know worst case scenario, where our brother in Canada has been imprisoned, mm-hmm. but for the believer, this is an occasion to rejoice. Yeah. Now, and, and so that's what I mean by, by it's, it's not paradoxical, paradoxical, paradoxical rather for the believer. It's really not. What makes it seem paradoxical is because we've taken our eyes off of Christ and look and look too much at the worldly situation as it is. Well, when you look at Matthew five ten, the very first word there is what? It's blessed, blessed. So that's a that's an occasion to rejoice. We should be rejoicing just like um, our brothers rejoiced in Acts chapter five. When you look at Acts five, I'm going to look at verse thirty-eight. I'll start at verse thirty-eight. When you look at Acts five thirty-eight and then following, you really pity these government officials. You really have to have pity for them because they're in the same predicament as these, uh, you know, uh, these uh, these forces here who were uh, uh, mistreating and maltreating the apostles here. Let me just read Acts 538 and a couple verses following. So in the present case, I say to you, stay away from these men and let them alone. But if this plan of action is of men, it will be overthrown. But if it is of God, you will not be able to overthrow them, or else you may even find yourself fighting against God. So they took his advice, and after calling the apostles in, they flogged them and ordered them not to speak in the name of Jesus. Sound familiar? And ordered them not to speak in the name of Jesus and then release them. So they went on their way from the presence of the council rejoicing. Not that they had been released. Rejoicing that they had been considered worthy to suffer shame for his name. And I'm sure our brother in Canada has that same attitude right now. I'm sure he does. I'm sure he does. And... Chris, you mentioned that word conviction earlier, and one of the reasons I praise God for this situation that this brother is in, again, and I'm saying this in the context of Matthew Matthew 5.10, this is one of those situations where we we, we get to see whether people's beliefs are convictions. Mm. That's when you really get Tested on whether you really believe what you say you believe is when you're in a situation where your beliefs are tested as to whether or not they're convictions. See, this brother James. These are convictions that he has. Yep. He's not just he, he, he's not just mouthing off. The, yes, I, yes, I believe. You know, and he's, he's not just standing up there. Uh, in the public care out the 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 office of a, of a preacher here, here this brother is he has demonstrated that his beliefs are convictions see not everything that we believe are convictions mm. they're, they're not see see chris this is what this is we got, we got some we got some uh we got some uh, milk toast believers out there who I refer to in our unity episode as those campfire Christians. These yep. are the kumbaya Christians who want to get around the on campfire, sing that Coca Cola song, and just kind of lock, lock arms and hold hands with each other. But you got a brother here in James who has demonstrated for all to see that my beliefs are convictions. Yeah. You see, but, but but we got folks here, and I'm not gonna, I'm not going to name names, but there are some prominent. Uh, evangelical leaders who we haven't heard a peep out of yep. in yep. this situation yet, haven't heard a single peep out of them. And for the reason it's because they want to protect their platforms. They want to protect their logo. They want to protect that, right. that blue check mark that they have on social media. They want to protect that for some reason. But again, I think this is a situation where we should all be encouraged. We should We should take scripture for what it says. Come on! These, these words are from the mouth of Jesus I'm so glad one of the apostles didn't say this but can't, then we'd have a new perspective on Paul going all over again a new perspective on, <laughs> a, new perspective on Mark, a new perspective on Matthew no, Jesus, Jesus said these words himself, blessed are those who have been persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven so, let's pray for this brother, obviously we want him released from prison, we want him released but at the same time, we should re- be rejoicing because, you know, who's getting the attention here? Jesus. 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 Yes. Amen. Look look, look, G- G- look, at, look at what's getting the attention here. Jesus and his gospel through this brother's imprisonment. OK, so we, I would just encourage everyone. Let's ha- let's have a biblical perspective, a a, a, a fully or uh, theology of what's going on here. Um, and let's 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 revert back to our uh, to what we know from Scripture. Just just look back, revert back to what the Scripture says, and let's 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 take this holistically. Not don't compartmentalize it. This is this is this is not a woe is me situation. This is a situation where this is a, this is a victorious situation where people are talking about people are mentioning the name of Jesus. They're mentioning the gospel. They're mentioning this through others. As a faithful preacher of the gospel Listen, God has been glorified All over this situation mm-hmm, I don't yep. care how you spin it uh, And then lastly, I will just want to point again To Acts chapter 9 This is my church growth strategy verse right here You guys were talking about how grace life is exploding. <laughs> This is my church growth strategy verse right here You want to know how to grow your church? Follow the example of grace life Because exa- grace life is following the example Of Acts chapter 9 verse 31 this is how you grow a church in one verse, how you grow a church in one verse. This is a one verse seminar on how to grow a church. Acts 9 31. So the church throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria enjoyed peace being built up. Here's how you grow your church right after that semicolon and going on in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy spirit, it continued to increase. That's how you grow a church. Obey Christ, trust the Lord, allow the Holy spirit to guide your leaders and your church, God will send you souls. Uh, but yeah, so I, I just want to say that. And uh, let's continue to lift this brother his wife, though, who especially please, Lord, strengthen his wife. Oh, yeah. Mm, yeah. yeah. His wife and uh, strengthen those children. I don't know how young his children are, give his attorneys wisdom. But as much as we want this brother released from prison, we want God to be glorified in his imprisonment as long as God should see fit for him to be in this situation.
1: Okay, so that's, you know, that's something what you just said there, Daryl, that is shocking to people to think about. That, that it's not more important to get out of prison. It's more important to glorify God. Right. This, this is the thing that's just foreign to unfortunately many people that name the name of christ
0: right yes to,
1: to the thought of well if i'm in jail if that's where god wants me to be then mm-hmm. that's where he gets the most glory i mean people just think about in in mark here you have the disciples where they're they're at sea see they some of them have been on regularly and all of a sudden there's a storm now that's not a common storm if you actually look at the greek there it says it's a, it's a mega hurricane that just mm-hmm. comes out of nowhere and they're afraid you know what God's will was for those disciples to be in the center of a mega hurricane, a a super hurricane. That was God's will for them. Yeah, Jesus was going to make it mega calm, is what it ends up saying there, a super calm, all of a sudden, just no waves at all. But that was God's will for the disciples at that time, to be in the middle of a storm. Of course they ended up learning that the one thing that's scarier than being in the middle of a storm, you know, as part of God's will is realizing you have God in the ship with you. And they, then they got really scared when they saw the power of God before them. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of Christians who, who that, that we all know of, we could probably name names, but the reality is there's a bunch of Christians out there who are, saying they're hearing from God on a regular basis and they're they're always talking about how they're getting this experience and they're trying to you know they're trying to make everyone else feel that they're special because they have this special relationship. You want to know something you really want to see and experience some of that you you do what Pastor James is doing take a stand on God. Let God get all the glory and, and you're going to get to know
0: him in a different way. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that goes right to a letter from uh, from Samuel Rutherford. This is what he writes. He says, It is one thing to read of Christ in a book and to speak of him with a tongue. But Rutherford continues with uh, talking about his sufferings. He says, To come nigh to Christ and clasp him and embrace him is another thing he's talking about in in this suffering he's actually coming closer and laying hold of christ in a more experiential way through his suffering but think about uh here in america we we, there's been a lot of talk about the equality act right that that's that that's eventually going to be coming down the pipeline now there are some out there who would say that you know Jesus whispers about sexual sin. Well, no, he doesn't. And he doesn't whisper about these things here either. And what some of these pastors are going to end up doing is they're going to end up giving a pinch of incense to the government in order to to not have to go through what Pastor James is going through.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad you mentioned the uh, Equality Act because you know, on the Just Thinking podcast, we were talking about the Equality Act in 2019 when nobody else was. Yeah, We dropped, we dropped two episodes on the Well,
1: of- Wait, 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 wait. Let, let's just correct the record here just thinking drops everything before anyone else is talking about it so don't don't make it sound like it was just the
2: equality act here brother i
1: mean i'm
0: not charismatic but i might call y'all some prophets so
2: y'all this year oh, oh, oh. everyone else would. no 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 they're prophets from the biblical sense yeah we'll, we'll, we'll just we'll just we'll just put that out there so
1: you know let me let me read someone someone posted this brad said this if you love god's love more than god's holiness you are an abuser of grace mm-hmm. that's an excellent point yeah that's that i'm was doing the
5: hammer b that is a hammer b moment right there you know my, my, my brother um said something earlier again lo- love rutherford and and by the way i can't help but looking at the brother's uh screen there and and look at the words that are right above the top of his head yeah andrew go back to the, Andrew, there. go back and g- there you go. Right here. Look at the. Look at the three words are right above his head. No, you can go back to where, to where you were. Go. I wanted them to see it, see the way I see the way I saw it. Just just sit next. See, right above his head, three words. Right. We preach Christ. Mm-hmm. We preach Christ. You see. I think what's happening here, again. Uh, your, your Rutherford quote reminded me of something else here. I think, and I hope. I say this optimistically. I hope this situation uh, causes those of us who are looking at the situation from the outside in, those of us who are believers who are looking at the situation from the outside in, hopefully it causes us to examine ourselves and put to, put to ourselves the question, wow, am I, am I one of those folks who John is talking about in first John two? do not love the world? I mean, when I first, so ask yourself the question, when you first heard about what had happened to James, that James had been handcuffed around his wrist and his ankles and hauled out the jail was your first response fear anxiety or was it praise god well praise god god you get the glory were you were you had a sense did you have a sense of peace about that situation now, i'm not i'm not trying to paint a, a broad brush to everyone however my point is this is that i'm hoping that this situation helps us to examine ourselves and say you know lord do i have do i have idols in my life Mm. I have placed before you, before uh, uh, serving you uh, with my whole heart and uh, not loving the world. Are there things within my uh, uh, my life right now that I've gotten so comfortable with that I don't want to part? That I wouldn't want to be in that situation that he's in because I love these things too much or I love these people too much, and I just couldn't stand to be away from these things or these people or this comfortable. Uh, type of Christianity that you've given me. Was that your first reaction? What you fear you might lose if this happened to you? And I think that's one reason why, uh, again, you know, I'm not, I'm not generalizing, but I do feel, especially someone who was here in California. Okay. Where, where you guys know how aggressive the government has been towards grace community church and John MacArthur, So, I, I sit. I say this as someone who's in the hotbed of of government overreach. Okay, but at the same time, I think, especially in California, a lot of these churches aren't open because they're scared. They're they're fearful of what they're going to lose yeah. by standing up and defying the government in deference to their their uh, obligation to their Lord and Savior to gather their people together and meet for worship. Mm-hmm. People, We got pastors are scared. Yep, yeah. They're scared. Yeah. And they really should be honest with themselves, confess that sin, and ask the Lord to give them the strength and the courage to stand for Him. Even if that means going to prison, getting padlocks on your doors, whatever the case may be, because see here Here we have one of these, and I call it a bumper sticker uh, theology. Here's what I mean. So we'll say, see when we're not going through anything, when when we're not going through anything, we're we're just prone to say, you know well, you know uh, J- Jesus said uh, um, uh, uh, the gates of hell shall not stand against his his church. Praise God, praise God. See once that fire comes, once that trial comes, once that adversity comes, okay? So, so, so we know nothing will ever stand against the gospel, but that doesn't mean nothing will try to not stand against it. And this is this is what we have. So, so, so when we have these worldly forces, these spiritual forces, and in, 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 in wicked places that Paul talks about in Ephesians, what are you going to do? Are you going to stand around and be cheerleader and help somebody else? Leave that to somebody else.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: Know, knowing in your heart, see, we, we know in our conscience, we know in our own heart. Whether we're being cowards or not, we know it. We know mm. we know that. And here you have a bunch of sideline pastors, a bunch of second and third string pastors who are scared to get in the game. And here, at brother in Canada, had, 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 I mean, you can't get more. You can't get more uh, courageous and bold than this brother. And I just want to rem- I want to remind those pastors too of something. These pastors who are quietly uh, protecting themselves uh against adversity like this i want i want to take you to uh revelation chapter 22 uh correction revelation 21 verse 8 revelation 21 8 this 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 is where we have sort of a uh a a list of uh characteristics uh, that are going to be uh, uh, sent to the lake of fire. And what's first right there? Coward. But for the cowardly, but for the cowardly and unbelievers and abominable and murderers and immoral persons and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars, their part will be in the lake of the lake that burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Now, why do you think, why do you think God listed cowardly there first? That word in the Greek means timid it means it means to not have back, a backbone it means to run it means to run out of fear it means to run away so this is one of those bumper sticker moments when you say that the lord has not given us the spirit of fear is that just a bumper sticker phrase for you looks good on a t-shirt looks good on a well on the bumper sticker or are you ready to live that out mm. when the time comes
0: Yep. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, well, let me, uh, before you, before
1: you answer let me just real quick, cause we had someone that's going to be short on time. He's got prayer meetings. <clears> so I want to bring in <throat> Kofi, um, who is with us, but he's oh, on. Hey, he's,
2: what's up, brother? Kofi. So cool. hey, 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 then guys, is that Gareth with you?
4: Yeah. The little, uh, there we go. Oh, hold on. Yep. He's
0: here. <laughs> <laughs> he's- <laughs>
4: Oh yeah. uh, man. Um, well, evening, brothers. Good to be with you. Um, I'll keep it real brief because I've got to go. But uh, firstly, Uncle Darryl, always good to see you. Good to hear from you. Again.
5: Okay. Yeah, I hate we won't see each other for Card at least for the time being. I know, man.
4: Oh, that's no, so hard me. to deal with. What can we do?
0: Yeah.
4: Yeah. Um, just a couple of things, real quick. Uh, as I look at what's happening with the situation, and um, I know Mrs. Coates via Instagram, follow her content on there, and have seen her posting a Husband sermons of late, so I reached out to her this morning, I believe it was. Um, they said, I saw the news, just know that we're praying, our church is praying. Um, we've got a prayer meeting at the top of the hour, so I'm going to keep it real quick. Um, as a student of history, I'm, 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 I'm of the belief that history kind of repeats itself, not in a sort of a never-ending cycle kind of way, but human beings are the same, which means human beings will tend to do the same things over and over again. When you look at history, whenever you have the government functioning in very secretive ways, hiding, quote-unquote, dissidents, and find, and acting inconsistently. That's a government that's on its way to being totalitarian. That's okay. not being insulting, that's just history. You look at Nazi Germany, that's what happened. You look at um, the various communist governments, that's how it happens. Inconsistent application of laws, I'm sorry, it doesn't make any sense to me, I live in southern Oregon, you know, Thankfully, we have a lot more freedoms here. But for a while, um, we weren't allowed to meet above a certain number or certain capacity. But Walmart was full all the time. Yep. 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 Uh, We've got marijuana is legal here in the state of Oregon. All the weed shops were open. All the vape shops were open.
1: Whoa, whoa, whoa. But Portland was open for the for rioting the and protesting Lo- looting <laughs> yes. rioting,
5: <Very>
4: <laughs>
1: that that you could do and it was there were, yeah that's the thing that drove me nuts The the yeah. hypocrisy in the fact that you can have the protest going on masks not required distancing not required you know i think john macarthur even when he opened said this is our protest i mean mm. exposing yeah. the hypocrisy the
2: community church peaceful process. correct yeah. it's yeah. a peaceful protest
1: yep. and therefore then then because they actually had rules and and i know daryl was was out there for this but it was like a weekly thing where every week it's like okay monday this is what grace community church is going to do we're going to set up the the tents that we set up for shepherd's conference we're gonna have church outside and then thursday they come up with a law to shut that down okay next monday it's like okay we're gonna every time it's like they're creating the laws just to shut down grace community church because they have the nerve to apply the laws for protesting <laughs> to the church,
4: I think we're yeah. called well, and, and Protestants and me, for a reason. <laughs> go ahead, go go ahead. No, no, go ahead, go ahead.
2: Well, I, I think something to point out too is the fact that, that these rules are, you know, and Andrew, I know you were just just talking quickly, but they're not laws. That's they're, right. They're, okay. they're,
5: they're, they're
2: they're mandates. Right. They're they're mandates. They're not laws, they're health mandates and and so so here's, here's something else um, and, and as uh, we're getting ready to record an episode on fear uh, on matter of theology and it should drop the uh, Lord willing at the end of this week but you know one of the things that that that, that drives and perpetuates fear are lies mm-hmm. and so one of the things that you have going is you have these health mandates that are coming that are based upon lies that's right We're being told this is the deadliest, virus since the black plague you turn on cnn you turn on any news station anywhere and you see the little ticker up in the screen up here this many cases this many deaths no 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 chris chris you don't see that anymore biden's now
1: president you don't see that anymore biden's president we we don't blame
2: the deaths on on biden so Right, right. To, to, to James's point and to, uh, to to Grace Life's point, there, if you go on their uh, on on their website, uh, you will see uh, they have a public statement there that that, that talks about um, what they have done since COVID's appeared, and and so I, I won't I won't go into all of that necessarily, but I will say this concerning that. This, you know, James is told, being told that being said, it's being said about him that he is a death threat. He is a threat against the health and safety of Albertans for a virus that has a ninety nine point seven percent recovery rate for anyone under the age of sixty five. What? So so you're going to go after people. And, and, and again, and this is to, to, to Pastor Hargrove's point, Um Really, you're going to go after people based upon lies. You're going to go after people based upon uh, uh, untruth. And 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 Andrew, you said you know people crave truth from the pulpit. I'll, I'll say this: I, the, the true, the true Christians. Christians, believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, they do, for the most part. But but there are a lot of professing believers in the Lord Jesus Christ who, who profess or carry around the moniker of Christian that true do not truly possess that faith. Possess that faith so, they're so they're willing to sacrifice, sacrifice truth, truth on the altar of convenience, convenience as long as they get their stimulus check. Hmm. Yeah. So, I, so I, I can't help but, but, but state that. I, I, and, and I also want to go back and echo something that Daryl said, because this is so good. And this is something that I brought up on our last episode, too, is, is if we are possessing faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, we, we possess faith in him. We are an adopted son or daughter of God. Persecution is a fruit of that. Mm-hmm. And and and, and to, to our brother, Vody Bachum, uh, he, he preached an incredible sermon at the Shepherds Conference in 2019, um, where, where, where he, he reminded us that, look, suffering is not persecution okay you can you can experience suffering and not experience persecution and, and here's how you'll do that here's all you have to do compromise all you have to do is compromise mm-hmm. and and so um, yeah I, 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 I am I'm floored at some of the response that or lack of response that we've seen uh, from, from certain evangelical leaders and um I'm resisting the urge to name names as well. They're, they're the same people who said, um, you know, when Dr. MacArthur uh, opened grace uh, officially yeah. uh, back up that this is a, you know, do we don't, we don't, this is not the hill we want to die on. You know, we don't want to give up the ground that we've made for this. And here we are.
0: Yeah, yeah, to those people that would say, you know, is this the hill that you want to die on? Well, any hill that you go down down on proclaiming the name and kingship and lordship of Jesus is a hill worth going down on. Amen. Uh, and, and, you know, to to what Daryl said about, you know, these some of these pastors who are sitting on the sidelines, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll quote Dr. Steve Lawson, what he says all the time when in his football days is, you, if you want to get in the game, you got to get blood on your practice jersey, you know, and, and right now what we're seeing is we're seeing you know a lot of guys that don't even want to get in on practice they yeah. want to sit out on practice and they don't even want to want to fight yeah, that's,
4: that's a, that's you know, and if i can jump in um, you know the second thing i wanted to say is i want to talk to christians in particular because one of the things i've seen in the last few days i got politely told off a number of times about talking about shepherd's conference and what have you and that being canceled and some of the responses to that. And again, this today's been the same thing in mentioning this story. Well, Kofi, nobody's telling people they can't meet. They're just mm-hmm. saying you can't meet in this way. My response to that is look at the Bible and look at every time that people try to do that. You know the first person to do that that I can recall? Pharaoh, in the Exodus yep. story. Let my people go. Okay, you can go, but you can only go so far now, it sounds to me like some of these folks would have told Moses, Moses, this is a good deal. Pharaoh doesn't let people go. Usually Like, take the deal. And he's like, in the words of the TV show, which I'm from the UK, we came up with, and I know it's over here as well. Deal or no deal. And Moses says, no deal. no. <laughs> <laughs> and it sounds to me like there are lots of people out. there I've encountered them today. Even you know, I've got a guy who just sent me some DMs right now saying, "Well, you know, our church has been able to meet. We just have to keep by these guidelines." That's what they're saying today. Yep,
5: mm-hmm.
4: Kofi. Yeah. Let yeah. me let me, ask, let me ask let me ask you a question, Kofi. Yep. Go, let me ask you a ahead, question. Darryl. Go ahead, Daryl. Go
5: ahead, Daryl. I want to. Yeah, wanna... for, someone, for, someone for someone who, is, <laughs> who is, just 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 ex, exposit the language that they use there, just for a second. Somebody is trying to turn a can't into a can. You, do, do, do you see what I'm saying? Somebody's saying, well Kofi, they're not telling you you can't meet. They're just telling you you can't meet in that way. So they're turning a, they're trying to make a negative into a positive. Not, not realizing that the word can't means cannot. They're telling you what you can't do. I don't care what they say you can do mm-hmm. it's the kid that's the problem <laughs> do you not understand this yeah.
1: and here here's the thing that i, I and <laughs> kofi we get a little bit of an yeah, echo from ahead. you so i yeah. keep muting you okay. yeah. but but here would be the question here, here would be the question oh. let's let's apply this and so I'll, I'll give this to you kofi since you brought it up what do you think would happen if we applied this same argument to the black lives matter protest
4: Firstly, you can't because you're white. So that's your problem right there. Um, <laughs> so let, let's, let's start there. Wrong skin color. Without, <laughs> I see a lot more whites no in the right. Black Lives Matter Without protest anyway. Argument, we would get told, okay, but, but this is what actually I did get told by somebody. But lots of the protesters were wearing masks and they were socially distanced. So all I did at that point was I pulled video after video from YouTube, Thank you. cell phone video. Just does this look masked and socially distanced to you? No, like people. The, what people will do is just try and find another way to not deal with the argument. <clears throat> like at the end of the day, we can all recognize this is being applied inconsistently. Every time I drive by Costco here in Medford, where I live, I'm reminded of the fact that this is being applied inconsistently. Because Met, um, Costco Medford looks booming right now. Our local Fred Meyer supermarket is booming right now. Like. People can go do that all day long. Hundreds of people, in fact, but churches can't. And for Christians to kind of get in bed with that kind of thinking and say, well, you know, daddy government said we can do this, but we can't do this. I have to be honest and say, I don't respect it. And I think it kind of exposes the weak thinking and weak ecclesiology that so many have had in the church for quite some time. And I think we're going to start to see a bit of a sifting here. Like, (laughs) Good. who's for real about this and who's not
5: good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, and, and here's, here's the thing that I find interesting. Let me just l- look at some scripture with basically with what Daryl just said. There, there's an, a, a ploy that's not new that we see being used all the time. You see in Genesis chapter two, verses 15 and 16, then Lord God took man and put him into the garden of Eden, cultivated it and keep it. The Lord commanded the man saying from Every tree in the garden you may freely eat, but the but from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat. The day you eat of it, you will surely die. So they could eat of all the trees. Nothing wrong with any of the trees. There's just one you can't eat. Just one. But then look at what Satan ends up saying in in Genesis chapter 2 when he speaks to the woman in the garden because he says something different. In verse 1, now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field, which the Lord God made. And he said to the woman, indeed, has God said, you shall not eat from any tree in the garden? Do you see what Satan just did there? Mm -hmm. There's only one tree they can't eat of. But Mm -hmm. Satan makes that the end all be all of everything. If Mm -hmm. you can't have that one tree, you can't have anything. Mm -hmm. This This is the sleight of hand that gets done. And this is what we see going on. And then it's like, oh, well, you know, just give in on this. It's just a little thing. No, this this is in, in this case, like this is saying we're going to tell you, church, how you can run things.
5: That's what ups- that's what upset me so much, uh, Andrew, about Russell Moore's uh, response on Twitter to the Supreme Court decision where they were allowing churches in California to meet at a 25 percent capacity. He was lauding the Supreme Court decision as if that was a win, as if that was a victory. Now, I don't know how good Russell Moore is at math. <laughs> 20, meeting at 25% means that 75% of you can't. Yes. Yep.
3: So,
5: so how is that a win? How, how is that a win when the government is telling the church to see to law the Supreme Court decision is to automatically uh, relegate the church below the government? Just like that. Yep. Yes. Yes. Just like that. You gonna lot a Supreme Court decision? The Supreme Court over the church, over the church who o- over over which the God of all the universe reigns and has authority. Yeah. You gonna applaud uh, nine sinful fallen human beings for giving you a little crumb off the table? I mean, that's that's just that's just absurd. I, I, that was laughable. His response. 对不对 well, okay, so Daryl, well, look at
2: look okay. at how many people do that, though, right? They, they 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 look at this and 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 celebrate stuff like that, and and they, and they, they again, we just have such a poor ecclesiology, and then you have leaders like that that, that pontificate on social media and everywhere else, uh, celebrating stuff. Oh, hey, the, the church can meet. Well, did, did you forget the opposite side of that coin to your to, to your to your point earlier? Carol is, you know, when you look at Romans 13, right? And everybody's all Romans 13, Romans 13, obey the government, Romans 13. Remember that that Romans 13 is a minister of people need to realize there's that word of in there, of God. And, And then go back to who the church is. What is the purpose of the church? Who is the church built by? Who is the foundation of the church? Who holds it all together? God does. And nothing is below that as far as institutions go. I, I don't, I don't understand that. And then now look, they're silent
5: again, Chris, you know, uh, speaking of Romans 13, you know, that in our, uh, doctors of elect, the uh, doctors of elections episode, we parked on Romans 13 version. And I did, we parked on it's Romans good. 13 for quite a while. And then we exegeted that word, uh, minister. And we told our uh, listeners, that's in the Greek. That's the same word for deacon. Mm-hmm. So we know mm-hmm. that deacons are servants of the church. You know, they're they're, they're sort of equated to the uh, Levites in that in that role. they they serve the church. They serve the body. That's that's right. Really so when you look at Romans 13, 4, for it is a minister. It is, the government is a deacon. The, mm-hmm. the government is a servant of God. Is a servant of God. Not to to you for good. So we, we stayed on that verse for quite a while in the episode. Yeah. So the, 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 the logic should go that if the word of God says that the government is a servant of God, that means that the government is subordinate to God under God's authority, number one, and that the government in that subordinate responsibility is to serve God for the good of those uh, of, of the for the good of the governed, so the question must must be asked: uh, Is this is what the government doing right now good? Is the government is what the government doing right now for our good? No, no it's no, it's for their good. Absolutely no. Yeah.
1: absolutely no, it's for their good. I mean, they're it's they're using them. this for what they can what they can use it for, controlling people, controlling specifically the church, being able to tell the church how to function in America. At least we have this. <laughs> Fake separation of church and state. I find it so evident now, right. when they say that there's a separation of church and state, when they want it to be, but yeah. now you're seeing that they really don't want a separation of church and state. You know, when, yeah. when Thomas Jefferson wrote that, it was that the state should stay out of the church's business. Right. But they've gotten into all kinds of business. They've gotten into marriage. That's a church issue. If the state really believes in separation of church and state, stay out of the church issue. Now yeah. they want to tell the church what worship
0: is. Yep. You know, they, they want to tell the church they can't sing. Uh, Lisa um, posted a comment here that says uh, the Supreme Court also decided the church can't sing in California. Well, I'm sorry, uh, Supreme Court, but Christ says you are to sing. Um, so so churches in California will sing. Uh, yeah. But, you, you know, what, what you said about the separation of church and state, uh, what people don't realize that – They'll say that's constitutional. It's not. It appears in a letter that Thomas Jefferson wrote to the Danbury Baptists. Now, what's interesting but, but about? Let's that get the context of that because this—that's yeah. what I was saying. The context
1: right. of why he wrote that is mm-hmm. crucial in the separation yeah. of church and state yes. argument.
0: Yes right yep. so so every every state at that time, and th- I think there were still colonies at that time they were referred to as colonies territories, they had a state church, and what you had was you had the Danbury Baptists were still kind of uh a, a newer church um In Connecticut, and you had the state church that was trying to shut down the Danbury Baptists. And they wrote a letter to Thomas Jefferson for help. And Thomas Jefferson said, There is a wall erected between church and state to protect the church from the state. Correct. And that's the thing that you
1: end up seeing is that now what we see is we see the state that wants to not only get involved in church issues, but be the one that dictates what mm-hmm. the church can do and this is what we see going on in canada they're going to say no you you have to do this and and look they, they could say follow the science all day long but the fact that the cdc now of course after the biden election uh now comes out and who with the the new way of doing the testing i mean it's no surprise that the numbers sh- coming down everywhere because mm-hmm. now they're doing the testing properly and so, where before they were doing so many cycles, everyone was tested positive. Now, all of a sudden, oh wow! So now we're getting more realistic numbers. So when, whenever you play, whenever you
0: mix politics and science, politics always wins. Yeah. Well, I mean, at the beginning of the whole pandemic, you had the CDC, you had Dr. Fauci coming out saying, "Don't wear masks."
1: They're, well, but why? Why? Because he said what what everyone's always known about the masks. They're for blood mm-hmm. spatter. and they're they're porous and the ones that everyone wants everyone to wear are porous Mm to 1.4 microns on a virus that's 0.1
2: microns it's Mm -hmm. it's
1: just not going to help oh so wear two masks okay then then you have breathing
0: problems two masks so but (laughs) but when you
2: look at when you look at the facts and 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 the fact that more you know the bacterial pneumonia uh because nobody nobody wears these things correctly no correct um and, and they don't change them out and they don't wash them and <laughs> you they touch
1: everything with your hands right. and then
2: you touch your face as soon as, as soon as you walk in like so if you're well, well, if, just
1: 15 minutes of breathing on most of these masks right. people wear yeah. it breaks down yeah. because yeah. it's yep. It's, yep. it's meant for blood spatter yes
2: I mean, and, and you're done and you're supposed to change it and correct. you're supposed to wash your hands immediately after you touch anything and i, I mean it's it's ridiculous i, I mean and, and look it, first masks right wear a mask Right. Let's let's. We're gonna mandate that you wear a mask because that's gonna save us. Yep. Then th- th- then it then it turns for three. Brad, masks Brad, Brad is saying Brad three masks and a face, face, face shield is what you shield. need. Yeah. <laughs> First, it's 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 masks. Okay. Um. And, and then and then what? Right. And then if you if you if you speak up, you're censored. You're silenced. Um. And, and then look at what we see now with with in the whole reason that we're here tonight. Uh. You know, you've got James preaching the gospel. Mm-hmm. gathering as he's supposed to you've got a government overreaching its authority um to try to regulate uh how a church uh is is, is to operate when that's not the, to be their function to to daryl's point and daryl had to drop off he sent me a message uh, andrew wanted me to thank you um and we obviously uh, Tell him well, I said have that
0: he's welcome yes yeah i mean
1: yeah, I, yeah. I i was the one texting him back and forth but he thanks you okay
2: <laughs> <laughs> well no, yeah yeah no he, uh, he so so um but to his point about Romans 13, and, and if you haven't heard that episode of Matter of Theology, it's, a, it's entitled The Doctrine of Elections, episode 105. Um, listen to it. Listen to it. Um, is a minister of God to you for good? So, so, so what happens when the government doesn't do good? You yeah. do resist, and you say No. You you have no authority here. You, yeah. you you have none. Now, thankfully, and and, and let me say this too, in, in regards to the details um, uh, in Canada, Canada's laws, not mandates, laws states that churches and any religion can gather for worship, and, and in doing so, they assume their own risk. But they are free to gather. That's the law in Canada.
1: Well, and, this and that's. Is a Okay, so this is one of the things I wanted to bring up earlier because I'm not as familiar with Canadian law. And I don't know if they have a law, like we have an amendment that gives us the freedom of religion. It's, you know, I, I will admit, I loved, absolutely loved John MacArthur. I don't know if you mm-hmm. saw this video, this interview. He's being interviewed by a reporter and the reporter says, what is it that you think gives you the right to be able to open your church And have church services. And he says the same first amendment that gives you the right, (laughs) the freedom of speech and freedom of the press. It's together. You know, and there's a reason all that's together. But so if the Canadian law specifically allows for churches to, to worship without these restrictions, then they're
2: violating their own law. Correct. They are the ones breaking the law. They are the ones not doing good. Uh, pe- people have in saying all these things uh, about James, uh, w- w- which are not true. He's a threat. It's a cult. He's evil. Well, well, just, he's just he's the ter- the, just the tyrannical one. Just look at the reaction to him. Okay. Oh yeah. We, we you mm-hmm. know, Pastor Carl brought this
1: up, and and this exposes it. He he gave himself up. Right. He went. He yes. knew there was an arrest a warrant for his arrest. So what does he do? Yes. He goes Turn and turns in. himself in. Is he's that someone that that's every such time, a danger? Way,
0: every time. Huh? He's
2: done that every time.
1: Yeah. But see, here's the, here's the thing. Is he such a threat? They, they, he's going to be a danger to society. They have to put him on, in ankle cuffs. No, that was all for the image. Yep. Sure. Okay.
0: The it's when overkill. Got, like Chris said, they have, Police officers that are attending the church, yeah, yes. being saved that that know him, and then the first time he was arrested, they had, I, I believe, they had a police officer saying, "We don't want to do this. We don't agree with this, correct. but they're making us do this." Correct. So they yes. know they already know well, he's not. I
1: correct. mean, one thing we need is some of the police officers to stand up the way L.A. did to John MacArthur when when the the mayor said. You're gonna arrest him. And they be the, the, the sheriff <laughs> no, just <we're> said, <laughs> You can you can make that mandate, but we're not <laughs> obeying it. You That's know? That's right. Um so so let's cause we do get a wrap up. You know, we want to talk, you know, this there's a couple things, right? I wanna highlight what's going on, because as we've seen in many of the comments, this is coming our way in America. Yeah. Don't be fooled. Right. Um, we need people that are gonna stand up. We need people that are gonna gonna say this is truth and we stand on truth. And there is a higher authority than government. It is the one who gives government their authority. That's God. And we obey God over government 100% of the time. Why? Because God's the one that gives them their authority to do what they do. There is no government if God doesn't allow it. God's the ultimate authority. God's the one we obey. Even the unbelievers who who say they don't believe in God obey God's authority because He established it. Okay, so so let's we got to wrap this up. I want to wrap it up with this. Uh, where do we go from here? I, I want each of you to kind of give some encouragement to folks. Uh, I know you're going to talk about fear in your next episode, so don't yes. don't get us all afraid. <laughs> <laughs> and, but uh but but seriously, there's a lot of people you guys you didn't mention it, I don't think on the show, but on matter of theology, you recently did a podcast on, on basically preparing for persecution. You had a, a you know, an outline of what to do. And so folks, if you haven't listened to well, if you haven't listened to matter of theology, you're missing out. Let me just start with that. But if you if you haven't listened to that episode, that last episode, uh it's it's one that's gonna prepare you for what's coming. So, Mm -hmm. I encourage you to go check that out. Uh, Go subscribe to Matter of Theology. But you did that. You you know, in there, you talked about this the the case going on here. And um, what I want to do is just give some encouragement to people who are listening to this. There's some who may be afraid, some who may be. And and here we go. Good. A Facebook user who I don't know who it is said, just subscribed. Amen. Thank Um, Thank you. So, the. You know the thing that, uh, and let me just read what Brad says. Not obeying government. Uh, how will we feed our family? That just shows a lack of trust in God. He is I don't, not wrong. I don't know who Brad mm-hmm. is, but right on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I, I, so I'll, let me start. Let me start with you, Drew. Give mm-hmm. us some encouragement. What where do we go from
0: here? Do we just sit here and weep and just say, well, we'll pray for this pastor? Is there more we could do? Well, well, there, of course there's more we can do. Um, we don't, we don't first, we don't sit on the sidelines a, and be inactive. Uh, we do. We're active in our prayer, uh, for sure. But we also need to prepare our own hearts and our own souls. Uh, so, so I want to encourage everyone to go listen to the episode we did on training for persecution, but I kind of want to run through real quick, kind of the five points that I just kind of came up with, with that, um, is first is submission to God in his word. You As a follower of Christ, you must be submitted to God and his word, because that's how you're going to know who you're supposed to follow, which is God, our Lord Christ, uh, and and what to do. And his word instructs us us on how we are to do things properly in order to uh, glorify him through whatever we're going through. Secondly, we must study the scriptures. We can't be in submission to something if we don't know them. We must study the scriptures. Uh, then we must stay in prayer. Now, our, our the scriptures anchor us, and they they comfort us by giving us truth. But prayer comforts us in a communal way with God. And but not only that, we're also uh, interceding for for say James in in Aaron in their family uh, in, in this trial and in the things that are going on. Fourth, we need to surround ourselves with other faithful people because we need people to to lift us up but also we need to be the ones coming up under others and lifting them up as well uh, and then f- fifth we need to suffer with joy when persecution when suffering does come our way we are to receive it with joy and then like paul and silas in act 16 if you get thrown in jail then you sing the midnight hymns and you sing them with joy uh fear uh people may be looking at this and they may be fearful they look at it, what's going on in Canada with with Pastor James and they say oh my goodness it's not long before it comes to America we know that but we're fearful what do we do well You don't have fear in the things of this world if you are a believer. Your fear is in the one who can destroy both the soul and the body, and that is the Lord. But our fear in God is is not the same. We have kind of this awestruck, reverent fear where we understand God is sovereign. We understand that he is the one that is all-powerful. He is the one that is in control. So as we have a proper understanding and a proper fear in the Lord— those other fears we have of the things of the world, they begin to lose their grip. And we, we end up, our, our faith is actually strengthened the, the, the more our, our proper fear of the Lord grows. So I want to encourage you, submit to God, submit to his word, study his scriptures, stay in prayer, surround yourself with faithful people, suffer with joy, and have a proper fear of the Lord. Chris? Yeah, brother. uh, I mean, so many
2: thoughts. um, uh, Just along those lines. uh, First and foremost, uh, Second Timothy one seven. For God has not given us a spirit of timidity or cowardice, but of power, of love, and of discipline, or sound judgment um uh, peter says that we don't suffer uh if one suffers for being a murderer um that that, that's different than suffering for christ and and being persecuted for the cause of christ so so what happens when that does come and notice i said when Uh, james is experiencing that now um so we, we we trust god we trust god Titus chapter uh, chapter 2 says this verse 11 for the grace of god has appeared bringing salvation to all men instructing us to deny ungodliness and worldly desires so we we deny the ungodly we we we, we put to death the deeds of the flesh Right. The worldly desires, as Daryl pointed out earlier, we're letting go of the things of the world. We're letting go of the the perceived and false security that we think we have by our hold on the things that we have. Okay, the things that have been given by God. So then Paul continues in Titus and to live sensibly, righteously and godly in the present age. Verse 13, looking to looking for the blessed hope and the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Christ Jesus. And so, so that's what we focus on. So when the persecution comes, like what James is experiencing right now and has experienced, is going to continue to experience, that's, th- th- that's what we focus on. That's what we hold on to. And then we can join in with the Apostle Paul. We can, great company, right? Um, one of the things that James said th- this past Sunday is that, that we have a deficient view of ecclesiology um, and of history, both church and secular history, um, and, and we see the, 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 the example that's been set by, by Christ himself, the, the, the apostles, and as far as the, the martyrdom that they experienced for the glory of God and the Lord Jesus Christ, what, what the apostle Paul experienced, And so we can join in with Paul in in the letter of Philippians when he wrote in chapter 2, Starting in verse 12, now I want you to know, brethren, that my circumstances have turned out for the greater progress of the gospel so that my imprisonment in the cause of Christ has become well known throughout the whole Praetorian Guard and to everyone else. To Daryl's point earlier, the name of Jesus is being spoken right now because of this situation. Knowing James, knowing the type of man he is, the name of Jesus is being spoken up right now in the prison where he is. Verse thirteen, so that in my so that my imprisonment in the cause of Christ has become well known throughout the whole Praetorian Guard and to everyone else. Verse fourteen, and that that most of the brethren, trusting in the Lord, because of my imprisonment, have far more courage to speak the word of God without fear. Without fear, be encouraged, believer. Speak without fear, because of the example that's been set before us in the scriptures and throughout church history.
0: Well, let
1: me try to wrap some things up here myself. Um, <clears throat> let me just encourage you, folks, you know, there, you've heard already the encouragement from these two brothers. You know, I did an episode on my podcast, Andrew Rappert's Rap Report um, on political activism. One of the things that we end up seeing there, we, we, we end up seeing that I had said there is many Christians have become sidetracked with politics at the expense of their relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Do not allow that to happen. Do not allow the fear of politics and what could happen if we disobey government and obey God to sidetrack you from a rela- your relationship with Christ. Get into the Word of God. My encouragement, memorize scripture. You know, there were questions we, we put up in the in the for those watching the video throughout, people were saying, Can Pastor James have a Bible in jail with him? And some people were saying that's probably the one thing they won't allow with him. But you know how you can always have the Bible with you? Memorize it. Mm-hmm. That's right. Memorize yeah. it. And it's always with you. No one can take it away from you then. And whether you're sitting in prison or if you're out on a street You have God's Word with you. But, uh, Andrew, I can't memorize (laughs) wrong. You do all the time. (laughs) The only question is, how important is it to you? Mm -hmm. Is it Mm. important enough that you will set time aside so you're not memorizing all of those pop culture lines from all the movies you're watching (laughs) to memorize Scripture? I mean, you're able to memorize movie quotes and songs You can memorize scripture. This is the best time to be alive, Christian. Amen. It is the best. Share the gospel. We have people out there who are in fear. They don't know what to do. Everything going on, they're so worried. They're afraid. We have an answer for them. It's the gospel. That's what we have to do. We we have to be sharing the gospel. That's what is going to help these people. You know, as of today, Rush Limbaugh died. Mm-hmm. He entered into eternity. And unless something changed in his life, he has entered into hell for all eternity. Ah! People are going to be screaming at me. I'm going to get in so much trouble for that. The reality is, it's true. He was Roman Catholic. He didn't know Christ. It seems his brother David did. But think about what what happened for him. All that money he had, all that fame he had, he would give it all up to be in heaven. It's useless to him now. Now starts eternity of punishment, which he rightly deserves because he disobeyed God, just like every single one of us rightly deserve the punishment of God because we break his law. But for some of us, God chose to regenerate us. God chose to adopt us into his family and call us his children and give us a new heart from a heart of stone to create in us as a new creation that we can be called brothers or inheritance of Christ, that we are adopted into his family, that we have the Holy Spirit indwelling us. This is all because of what Christ did on the cross, not because of what we did. It has nothing to do with what you and I do. Now, someone's saying that Rush Limbaugh made a confession of faith. If he did, good. Yeah. I haven't heard that. But the the thing is, is if he didn't, this is what eternity is for. And this is what eternity is for any of you watching or listening that don't know Christ i know we have the canadian atheist has been going throughout if if he dies today this is what he has for eternity i don't want that for anyone we all break god's law god made a way of escape god himself came to the cross died in our place that we could be set free he took the punishment that we owe. He who knew no sin became sin that we might become the righteousness of God. That's the good news. That's what we have to look forward to as Christians. But as Christians, we don't have to fear. Pastor James is, I'm sure, not sitting in prison going, Oh, what was me? No. No. He's looking at this as an opportunity to glorify God. That is our role as Christians. We seek to glorify God. Mm-hmm. And that's the primary thing. That's what we 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 seek to do. So, uh, before we t- turn out, I mean, I, tune out. Uh, I want to just encourage you guys: be praying for Pastor James and the family. Yeah. Be praying for the church. They they knew it, you know, the consequences, and you know they're willing to suffer for the cause of Christ. Not. To say, oh, look, I'm suffering. Let me try to build a platform. No, because Christ is being glorified. So be praying for them. Pray for the family. Pray for the church. They need that. Um, You know, you guys already heard. Go check out Matter of Theology. Uh, The episode they got coming up on fear, uh, I'm sure is going to be good because all of their episodes are. So just saying, not just thinking. That's good too. But, uh, (laughs) But tomorrow night on the same channel, We're going to have the 100th episode of Apologetics Live. We got some special guests. Hopefully, uh, we're going to be greeted by uh, Phil Johnson. I still haven't heard from Todd Friel, but um, Justin Peters is going to try to from an airport. Tune in, we'll see. Um, we have a couple others, Paul Taylor and others, who are going to pop in and, and explain to us what they think is the most important thing about apologetics, something that's needed for us today. If we're going to go out and share the gospel to this world, this culture we have, we're going to need to be able to defend the faith. So check out Apologetics Live. You could always subscribe to it on podcast at Apologetics Live. Just search for it. Uh, if you want to join the show, we'll ask questions, have discussion, Every Thursday night we do it, uh, 8 to 10 Eastern. You just go to ApologeticsLive.com, and there's a way to join and ask questions. Maybe, just maybe, the guys from Matter of Theology will drop in. We're, we're just, you know, trying to, you know, maybe maybe we could put some pressure on them live. You know, I love apologetics.
2: I it's true. Love- Our <laughs> very first episode, well, no, it was about kind of apologetics, right? <laughs>
0: Yeah, sort of. I mean, so I went back to when I, when I went to school, um, it was to get my degrees in, in Bible and theology so that I could be an apologetics teacher in a private school. Um, how that so work for I you? I love apologetics. How'd that work for you? Well, I'm doing a podcast <laughs> and I'm still <of> doing my, <laughs> my my day job. So. Yeah.
1: So, <laughs> and, and let me just, um, and so someone someone is saying, Facebook user saying, should invite. Pastor John MacArthur too, wouldn't that be awesome? Well, that would be, except he doesn't do podcasts, <laughs> or not very often. It's very rare that he'll do a podcast. Um, let me
0: also if let you, you guys, feel I mean, you pretty much. I mean, who else do you need from from Grace to you? You know, yeah. So let me let me two more things. Is I did an episode
1: on this book, Yours Till Heaven. Um, this is the love story of Charles uh, and Susie Spurgeon. If you yeah. haven't read this. Uh, it is, it is a wonderful book written by a friend of mine, Ray Rhodes, Jr. Um, we're giving away three copies, uh, a part of my, uh, uh, rap report podcast. All you have Chris to do, <clears throat> huh? Yeah. Chris Honholds will win. I'm sure. Um, all you have to do is go to, uh, to, to leave us a review. That's all that you have to do. And you could email us, to, uh, email us. So we know it's your review because not everyone has names that we could find. But the, the place to give a review is called love the dot com slash rap report. Rap is with two P's. So lovethepodcast.com slash rap report. You can leave a review there and then email us at info at striving for dot Um, Just let us know. So there's one last thing I'm going to mention, because there were some comments here. Uh, John, a.k.a. uh, Atomic Apologetics, says he looks rested. Um, Humble Clay is saying, glad you're doing better, Andrew. Um, There was uh, one comment that I saw. Here we go. Uh, Joanne says, the Karm prayer team is praying fervently and earnestly for Andrew. So um, I I told these guys— and they they know that, or at least I told Chris, uh, I was planning on just starting up the, the show. I was going to kind of duck out, <laughs> and Chris was going to text me when things were done, and I'd I'd just come and wrap up uh, so that I could get a time of rest. And my wife said, uh, basically, she you know she thought it'd be good for me to. Um, to take the time and spend with, with you all. And, uh, I think it was good. I don't think my blood pressure went too high, uh, (laughs) listening to this, but, uh, I, I, do thank you for all the prayers, uh, for my health. I'm, I am doing better. Um, and, uh, you know, still, still just learning how to readjust life. To you know recognizing that uh, our bodies need to be cared for and I need to you know I told my wife and this would be more of marriage for, for counseling for some of you guys, but uh, I told my wife today that you know I used to run um, and this is a sign I've shared on my podcast uh, I've, I used to run because I was a glutton I, I would run anywhere from 30 to 60 miles a week and I, I'd always say I run so I can eat like a pig and it doesn't show. And then I was counseling a man with gluttony. And I mean, the words coming out of my mouth, slapping me up the backside of the head because I realized they were true for me. Mm. And it ruined my running. It absolutely ruined (laughs) my running. Uh, And I've never been able to get back into a good, I mean, I trained for marathons and I, you know, I've done 20 mile runs and I couldn't run anymore because I, I really was running because of my gluttony. I told my wife today, uh, you know, I'm back to running. I'm, I'm being consistent with it. I'm running twice a day some days, um, and I'm running, you know, basically three to seven miles a day. Uh, and I told her, I, I'm running for you. It, it's, I, I, it's not for my health. I mean, my health is good, but that's not why I'm running. That's not why I'm starting to lift again. It's not why I'm starting to exercise and, and do all this and diet. It's, it's because I want. I don't want her to be stuck without me having to. You know be without me and and me to be there to care for her. that's my responsibility as a husband and that's so right. i'm getting in shape i'm getting exercise because i love my wife mm-hmm. i'd rather be with christ i'll be honest with you <laughs> avoid all this stuff all the nonsense we talked about tonight but i love my wife
0: you know god gave us that day of rest for a reason that's right okay so
1: and and i did you know for folks that haven't heard that don't know you could go listen to my uh the rap report podcast the last one i did the importance of rest and it explains some of the health conditions and why yeah. why i'm making changes
2: it's a very so, good yeah. part it was very convicting it really yeah. make you think and uh and, and reevaluate how you're resting and why you're resting so go listen to it
1: brothers it was hard to do that podcast
2: <laughs> i bet it
1: was so Glad that you guys could join us and uh, go check out the different podcasts we mentioned, and we're so glad you're with us. Check out ChristianPodcastCommunity.org. That's where you'll find all of our podcasts, or at least you'll find Matter of Theology and all of mine. Uh, You know, we, we don't have... Just thinking on there. They're on the Bar Network, but we should just bring the whole Bar Network over and then yeah. we'd all be together.
0: I, I've said that to, to Dwayne, man, bar, I've said. Bar Network is the, is a, a sub-network yeah, or a branch I said network we, of Christian the, Podcast Community. the
1: way we do it at Christian Podcast Community, we don't sit here and say, oh, you have to be only with us. So I told, I told him, I'm like, we'll give you a whole section. So it's like, here's all the Bar Network podcasts. Like, that'd be neat. So... Mm. But uh we're gonna call it a night before for folks who watch Apologetics Live. they know Anthony time is when we go over two hours. That's what Anthony <laughs> always likes to do when we're not doing that uh so this will be a longer episode at least for the rap report and way long for matter of theology, but it's an important little, one yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah a little bit i mean we i mean it's usually what an hour and a half sometimes, yeah, yeah. sometimes so um
1: just I'll, I'll I'll leave with the quote that's over over uh. Uh, Drew's head there. We preach Christ.
5: Amen.